Shabbat Shalom and Chodesh Tov. Great to be with you all to here today. And a very exciting weekend with Rosh Chodesh Elul today, or starting tomorrow on Shabbat tonight, um, to celebrate the month of reflection and introspection leading up to Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and Sukkot, uh, Shmini Atzeret and Simchat Torah, a very, very joyous time. And Parshat Re'eh, has many powerful messages, and the one that I want to learn together uh, today is about the Navi Sheker, the false prophet, uh, in chapter 13 of Deuteronomy. And um, uh, if you have your chumash open, and feel free to send questions or comments right there, uh, we are in the third, 13th chapter of Deuteronomy, the Navi Sheker, the false prophet, the entire word that I command you that shall you observe to do, you shall not add to it and you shall not subtract from it. If there should stand up in your midst a prophet or a dreamer of a dream, and he will produce to you a sign or a wonder, and the sign or the wonder comes about of which he spoke to you, saying, let us follow gods of others that you did not know and we shall worship them. Do not hearken to the words of that prophet or to that dreamer of a dream. For Hashem is your God, is testing you to know whether you love Hashem your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Hashem your God shall you follow, and this God you shall fear. God's commandments shall you observe, and to God's voice shall you hearken. It is only to, the, to God shall you serve, and to this God shall you cleave. And that prophet and the dreamer of a dream shall be put to death. For he had spoken perversion against Hashem your God. The Navi Shekhar is liable for death, who takes you out of the land of Egypt and who redeems you from the house of slavery to make you stray from the path in which Hashem your God has commanded you to go, and you shall destroy the evil from your midst. So the Navi Shekhar is, is someone taken very seriously. The Navi Shekhar is someone who has false promises, falsely represents uh, the one God and, and the one God's message. And um, I want to see in the Rambam, in Maimonides, how we um, figure out who the Navi Sheker is. So there's two different sections in Maimonides I want to look at. For Hebrew readers, I will post that, that Hebrew below so you can follow it along uh, after, uh, after this session is over. And first, in Hilchot Yesode HaTorah, uh, chapter 10, uh, 1 to 3, he writes, When a person comes who is fitting for prophecy in the employment of God, and does not intend to add or subtract from the Torah, but rather to serve God and the Torah's commandments. We do not, do not demand that he split the sea or revive the dead, and then only then believe him, right? We don't ask for miracles from the prophets. Rather, we say to him, if you are a prophet, tell us things that, that will happen in the future. He does so, and then we wait to see if his predictions come true. If what he says does not occur, even if only one small detail is missing, it is known that he is a false prophet. But if all his words do come true, then we consider him trustworthy. So that's how he's tested. Then he says, we test him many times, and if all his words are reliable, he's considered a true prophet. A Navi Emet. Do astrologers and magicians not also tell the future? What is the difference between them and a prophet, Maimonides asks? What is the difference between them and a prophet? The difference is that with astrologers, magicians, and those like them, some of their words come true and some do not. But a prophet, all the words come true. As it is said, 
from Malachim, from Kings 2, and nothing from the word of God shall fall to the earth. No word will go unfulfilled. So Maimonides makes clear here that we need to test the proposed prophets to see that actually their predictions come true. We don't normally think of the role of a prophet as being a, 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 a future predictor, uh, maybe in pop culture we do, but Jewishly that's not the primary role of what a prophet is doing, is just predicting. Um, rather they're channeling uh, the direct word of God around what we need to do now, lest what happens in the future. So the, the emphasis is on the now. But Maimonides helps us to understand what we do to assess um, the, the Navi Sheker, the, the false prophet. We'll return to that. Now, the second piece of Maimonides I want to look at, again, for new joiners, I'll post the Hebrew below for those who want to see that. He writes in his introduction to the Mishnah, there is a very important matter that requires clarification. If a prophet's prophecy predicts harmful events deserved by the people's behavior, and he prophesies, prophecies, for example, that there will be famine or war, and then those events don't happen, and the people are pardoned and time passes peacefully, this does not indicate the prophet is false and deserves the death penalty, since God relented on the evil. For it is possible that the people repented or that God suspended the decree in mercy or pushed off their punishment for a different time, or that God forgave them on account of previous good deeds. So you might say, well, you predicted something and it didn't happen. You're a false prophet. This was Jonah's concern over in Sefer Yonah, read on Yom Kippur, right? He says, Ninveh is going to, I don't want to go tell Ninveh they're going to be destroyed. Because what if they do Teshuvah? What if they repent and then they're not destroyed? They'll consider me a Navi Sheker and they'll kill me. They'll kill me. So a charitable read of why, of why Jonah doesn't want to deliver the tochacha, the rebuke, is because he thinks they'll kill him. Um, or that he'll, he'll make a chila Hashem. He'll desecrate God's name um, because they'll think that this, this prophets of, of Israel uh, are actually uh, not credible at all. Uh, but actually, people can change, and God will respond to those changes as well. So don't think that a bad decree that is rescinded um, creates a Navi Shekir. Finally, in the Rambam here, in the introduction to the Mishnah, however, if the prophet promised that fortuitous events will take place at a specific time, for example, he says the upcoming year will be peaceful, and then a, a war ensued, or he said that the year will have rain and, and bracha, blessing, and there was famine and no rain, and similar things, then he's a Navi Sheker, he's a false prophet. For if God promised good things for the people through a prophet, he will certainly fulfill his promise in order to show the truth of their prophecy to mankind. Okay, so what did we say so far for new joiners? We read Parshat Re'eh, Deuteronomy chapter 13, that talks about the false prophet, and how they're liable to death for misrepresenting God by saying certain things would happen and they're not going to happen. And then Maimonides walks us through in Hilchot Yisodei HaTorah 10, 1 to 3, on how we assess um, whether one's predictions come true or not. And then we looked at the intro to the Mishnah in Maimonides, where he talks about if a negative event doesn't occur, it doesn't disqualify a potential prophet. But if a positive event, he says, will occur, and then it doesn't happen, then that is indeed a false prophet. Okay, so before I share a few thoughts, uh, if you have any questions or comments, please write them here uh, in so we can respond to those. But first, I want to say something else 
that ought to be clear as to what will create a false prophet in history and certainly today, which is that the prophet stands on the side of the vulnerable, the side of the ger, the yatom, the almana, the side of the stranger and the widow and the orphan, the vulnerable child, we should say. Um, and if someone attempts to be representing God in any format, and they're not on the side of the vulnerable, they can be disqualified as being a representative of God. Because the Torah makes clear time and time again that any ambassador of the divine word is someone who uh, represents the plight of the suffering and the vulnerable. Mashiach will be found, the Gemara says over in Sanhedrin, at the gates of the city, sitting with the poor and the sick, wrapping bandages. That's where the redeemers to come, sitting not with the most powerful on Capitol Hill and Wall Street, but sitting humbly amidst the lepers. So that's the first thing. A false prophet is not just a, a fortune teller, a future predictor. The, the, the false prophet stands with the powerful over the vulnerable consistently, or even on specific occasions. Secondly, we can say that the Nabi Sheker is someone who does not st speak the voice of both divinity and humanity. Divinity and humanity. Because one might say, and Heschel has a whole book on this, that the role of the prophet is to be the channel between human concern expressed to God and divine concern expressed to humanity, right? This is the person channeling the demands and the comfort from God to the humans, and the person representing the human concerns to God. This is not someone who uh, is an intermediary solely, right? Every human being can approach God themselves, but someone who has a specific message to declare. Sometimes a prophet of doom, if we don't change our ways, like climate change and the like, hatred, that destruction will ensue, and sometimes a prophet of hope, that actually we are, have a, a light at the end of the tunnel, and we should continue hopefully following it. Consider, Jerem, contrast Jeremiah with Isaiah. The last thing I want to say here is about theological certainty. Who today is the false prophet? Well, we already said the one who solely stands with the powerful and the rich, um, as opposed to those who are downtrodden but also the one who stands with certainty, certainty, right? That in fact, the, a false prophet says, I am God, I know the truth, right? Right, the, the, the hubris either of a religious fundamentalist or the hubris of an atheist. The atheist says, I know for sure there's no God. That is a false prophet. Or the, or the religious fundamentalist says, I know exactly what the word of God says, right? That's a false prophet. But the epistemic humility of the prophetic voice says, I have a deep sense of what my moral conscience says. And yet a deep humility and an uncertainty about theological truth, right? Even the things we feel we know most deeply about ourselves, about God, about text, about the world, even those things, we hold them loosely, even while we fight for them fiercely. We fight for justice. We fight for truth. And yet part of that fight includes emulating divinity with the humility that we are limited in our cognitive and affective and spiritual capacities. And so, friends, I give us the bracha today. 
that we should be on the side of prophecy, seeking to channel the voices of truth in our, from our hearts and from our souls and from our texts and from the streets of the suffering. We should also have the humility to put those in check by being in community and not li simply listening to our own voices. But also we should call out the false prophets of our day, those who stand on the side of certainty, those who stand on the side only of the powerful, the push down the oppressed, and those who claim that they hold the sole truth. Friends, Chodesh Tov, may Elul bring us a time of introspection and growth. Shabbat Shalom.